Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello, and welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. My name is Jordan Sparks, and I'm here this morning with my husband, Jared. Hey, how's it going? It feels good to be back. It does feel good to be back. I'm sorry that it has been so long since we've released an episode. Um, If you've listened to the podcast for very long, or if you know me, you know that I am the opposite of a procrastinator. So we've been doing lots of things to get ready for the baby, um, Mm. who is coming very soon. We're going to have our fourth baby um, here in just a matter of weeks. So... Lots of things have been going on at it's the Sparks been, house. And it's been two months, maybe, since we since the Fruitful and Fearless has... Re- sorry, guys. It's never been like that in two <laughs> years, or in like three years of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we've had lots of episodes, and this has probably been our biggest gap, so... But we also Do are we need to reintroduce doing... ourselves? I feel like we need to, like, introduce ourselves to everybody. <laughs> so Fruitful and Fearless is a podcast of the Shepherd's Crook. <laughs> to find out more information, go to fruitfulandfearless.com. But we also started a, like, homeschool supplement class with our kids so that's one day a week that is taken up that wasn't normally taken up and we've been remodeling and all the things which we had to do downstairs because the reconfiguration of rooms yeah we had to figure out who's going where yeah we built our house with just a master bedroom and one other bedroom finished and then we had an unfinished basement that we knew that we would gradually be finishing so it seems like the gradualness has happened as we get as I get pregnant and then it's like okay time to do a little more remodeling well in your family as well you know it's immediate when you make a decision you know in your family growing up we want to paint this house or paint this room 30 30 minutes later the you know everything is moved out to the middle of the floor you're starting to paint I mean that's what you guys do yeah and I grew up the opposite you know it was like we need to paint the house or paint this room and then three months later the room would get painted so when we made the decision for for putting the boys in a room together downstairs, it happened so quick when the room, <laughs> your, your dad was there like the next day building the wall and tearing it up and yeah. and all of this. And so it, it all came together really nice, I think. So the boys yeah. will be downstairs. Providence is downstairs now. We like um, projects. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, our, our house like is almost projects? completely done now. We just have... You like projects too, though. Well, I like when projects are done. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, like I like the process a of a project. Yeah. I like like designing the project, thinking about the room, daydreaming about it. Yeah. And my um, my dad and mom are both really creative too, so they kind of like getting in there and like actually doing the hands-on stuff. Yeah. So, okay, so we moved our boys, they share a room, and we moved them to what was my sewing room. I had a sewing craft room downstairs, and we closed that in. And now that room is theirs, so we had to put a floor in in there and put a wall up because it was like a open half wall kind of a room that was open to the living room, and so we closed. Which was designed to where you could do your work when you're sewing and doing all Mm -hmm. the seamstress stuff. You were able to look over and watch the kids as they're playing in the open living room. Yeah. Now you're relegated to like this small corner of that room. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then, uh, we did their, we did the boys room in like a outdoorsy campingy theme. So they have bunk beds and there's a little tent over it and it's really cute. And, um, it they looks have, like they're sleeping in a tent. It yeah, is pretty Yeah, it's so cute. Cool. 
and um, we have a little wooden wall that Jared built that they hang their jackets on. I'm going to have to do a video of their rooms because they turned out so cute. And then we also, um, my dad had built a desk and bookshelf that is now in this room for them. Oh, we should talk about, we. so we have also been, we put all of our boys' children's books on their bookshelf. So we have oh, a little yeah. boys' library in There's there. There's like 50 Louis so Lamar books. Fun. It's There's... so, I love it. And Jared has it all categorized in their readings. So, um, pretty cool. that's been very fun getting all their library situated. A boy's library is pretty awesome. We definitely we should do an episode okay, just on kids books. Yeah. And our also library, I've been curating, library. yeah. So the books, I'm going to be doing this on fruit or not, the sons and slaves podcast, but I am going to be talking through the books that I'm going to be requiring the boys to read from the years 10 to 18. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, a book list. Yeah. A big uh, it's growing book mm-hmm. list for them, but uh, but their shelf right now is pretty sharp. I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we sh- you should do a, a reel or something on. Yeah, and we we're pretty intentional about wanting our kids to be readers. We want them to love to read, mm-hmm. um, and have a culture culture of reading in our home. So Jared and I read a lot, and they see us reading, and they just think that's a way of life. Is you read mm-hmm. a lot of books. So or so when they're going to bed. Okay, so yeah, I was going to share one thing that we do. Whenever you learn to read in the Sparks home, your big privilege is then that you get your own book light and you get to stay up later than you normally do reading in your bed. Mm -hmm. And that is like a giant privilege and they're very excited about it. So Valor just got this privilege this past year. He's He's barely reading word by word, just barely. But he is plugging his way through his Mm -hmm. Bible Mm -hmm. and he has an early reader Bible. Dad, what's that word? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and so um, I think he just made it through Noah's Ark, and so. he just told me about that recently, but um, he just word by word makes his way through and is very proud and excited about it, and Ransom has a book light too, so they stay awake, awake reading their Bibles at night um, and sometimes books. So anyways, that's been a fun thing that we've done with them to encourage a love of reading and, and excitement for that, but yeah, we should totally do an episode just about like their library that we built. Yeah, um, and then good. Providence was upstairs. Now she's downstairs in what was the boys' room. So the the upstairs bedroom can now be the nursery for mm-hmm. our. And she baby likes boy. it. She tells everybody about her beautiful bedroom. Yes, it's it's comes deco- to my bedroom. It's beautiful. It looks like an old woman's bedroom. Yes. So the vibe in there is uh, what did you say? An elegant old woman's room. Yeah, it's an elegant old. Woman. It's an elegant old woman's room. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so the. A bedroom set is a headboard that was my great-grandmother's, and um, my dad built a frame to put the mattress on. It's just a full-size bed, Um, so my dad just built a really cool wooden frame um, that attached to the headboard, and we... um, We didn't refinish it, but just kind of like scuffed it and put a little bit of a fresh coat of stain and seal on it, It but it looks beautiful, and... um, I I have just like a white bedspread on there, but then I found this really cool old hand quilted, um, like a light pink patchwork quilt at an estate sale for twenty dollars, and it's so beautiful, and I have she it folded over the bed. You say that she didn't ask for that for the, to you know to cover up with that, but she did ask to be yesterday. She likes to be covered up with, up with, with that. that. Okay, yeah. um, and then she has a rocking chair in there because I still rock her sometimes because she's still baby, and um, and then I found at 
uh, oh, on Facebook Marketplace, I found a vanity that matched the headboard. Yeah, it's awesome. So it like perfectly matches her little bedroom set is all um, matching. And, I'm and really looks... excited about our furniture at this point because we got our furniture's on point. It's we antique, like old things. It's awesome. We like old things and we like to find them at a deal. Oh so. gosh, we should do an episode on deals. Oh, we like oh, you remember that deal we got on that? Guys, we're excited to be podcasting again. We've yeah. missed you. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that's Providence's room. But there's also like some cute like little. I have like these little tiny chairs, like tiny um, doll chairs that I have stuffed animals sitting. It's so cute in there. I love Pravi's room too. You'll have oh, to do a video one more thing. again on that yes, room. Yes, one more cool thing that I did in there. So I wanted to get like the rattan basket um, ceiling light, oh, like a, yeah. a light for the ceiling cool. um, for in there. And I kept looking on Amazon and Lowe's and different places and they were all decently expensive and not exactly what I was wanting anyway. And then I saw on Pinterest where a lot of people have just been buying a basket and then you um, you just get like your light fixture portion of it that is really cheap, just a few dollars at a home improvement store and you mount the basket over the light fixture. It looks like those really cool rattan um, light fixtures, but I spent $12 in the basket and the fixture part was like three. So That's much cheaper yeah. and it's more unique and it's really cute. I'm going to have to do a video of both of their rooms because they turned out really cute. Just and finished. we also just finished our nursery, and um, that's like a camping-y theme. I'll, I'll, I'll show all their rooms if I do a video um, upcoming here soon. So it's been it's been a blast. I love home decor. I've always done stuff like that, so I'm actually going to decorate a client's house on Thursday, tomorrow. Yeah, for Christmas. So it's very early, but they were like, "We want to get you to decorate our house before you have a baby." Decoration for Christmas. So So I'm about to decorate. High demand you are, but they're like, (laughs) "All right, it's early October, but we need you desperately." But yeah, it'll be fun. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about what we're talking about here this morning. Um, yeah, I could talk about decorations and home stuff for a very long time. Just Which I would be I an awkward person it. for that because I'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I, is cool. Yeah, so if you don't listen much to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, if you're new here, Jared and I often talk together on here, but I often have friends come on and talk about different topics as well who and are next, ladies, and they are way more into when I talk about decorations. But you're next to, <laughs> I mean, you do have... Yes, I have a couple coming about. up. Andrea Hunerhoff is going to come and talk with me, her review on the Keeping Home po- um, the keeping home Planner. Um, but shout out, that's... Yes, it is releasing. Right yeah, pre-sales will be starting very soon. They haven't started yet. They're going to be... St- but by the time this is released, they may have started already. Pre-sales are going to be starting really soon on that. And you can follow Keeping Home and Fruitful and Fearless. We're going to be um, talking about that a lot in the next upcoming weeks just to let you guys know about the planner um, that can be purchased through the Fruitful and Fearless website. And then, so Andrea is going to come on and talk about her experience with using the planner. I'm going to talk about it because I've used it um, for the past year. I have it sitting in front of me right now because I also use it for my commonplace and notes for the podcast. And then I also have an episode coming up where I'm going to talk about um, homemade Christmas gifts and things that we've done in the past or have are doing this year for people and just some ideas for Christmas gifts. Today we are actually talking about parenting and this is a topic that I feel like God has been putting on our hearts for the mm-hmm. past couple months. And we have all the answers, right? <laughs> we do not have all the answers, <laughs> but um, we have been devouring a ton of sermons and podcasts and uh 
really great book that we've been reading on parenting. So um, I thought Jared and I could come on and just kind of share a little bit about our thoughts just about parenting and hopefully be an encouragement to you. So do you want to start out talking about parenting? Do you want me to talk about my notes? No, that's that fine. Well, first, down? shout out to Eric Kahn by way of Lexi for recommending the Child Training Tips book by Reb Bradley. It's a phenomenal book. And you know, the, the book by the Pearls that talks about child training, there's a lot of good material on that. But, you know, the Pelagianism is kind of a drawback for many people right. uh, when you get into it and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, that's not a proper understanding of mankind. This book avoids that and is just a phenomenal book. It's just been so helpful. We've actually recommended to the elders and wives this book and our elder candidates this book and are really going to be pushing this to more people and, and the possibility of even giving this book to every person that has a child just because it's so helpful. At our church, you mean. Yeah, at our church. It's just such a helpful book. And so we can't, can't recommend this highly enough. Child Training Tips, Reb, uh, Reb Bradley. Yeah, and really practical and just answers a lot of those questions of, but how do you do that? Because um, I think as Christians, at least for us, we live in a really intentional community at our church with it when it comes to parenting. And I think that we've all heard, like, train up a child and away she go. You know, like, there's raise him in the paideia of the Lord. There's things that we know that we want to be doing and desire. But sometimes there's the questions of, like, but how do you do it? Or what mm-hmm. about when this problem arises? So I feel like this book has been really helpful in answering a lot of those questions and um, just kind of fleshing out how to do things. Well, and our children, Ransom, Valor, Providence, and then our new baby, Ransom and Valor and Providence, they're phenomenal. We obviously love our children as you love your children. As Ransom's getting a little older and we're wanting to build our boys up and intentionally raise them up, and you guys have heard me talk about, if you you listen to the Shepherd's Crook podcast at all, or Sons and Slaves, about the ways we want to raise them up into manhood. And yet there's challenges along the way that you realize how we could be doing this better when you see behaviors pop up. Uh, certain behaviors pop up and you realize, okay, where'd that come from and what are we to do about it? And there's been a few things like that where it showed up in our home and we've thought, okay, what are we to do about it? And this book, Child Training Tips, has been really helpful in getting a game plan of discipline, of how do we raise them through particular sins that we're recognizing when we recognize them and what's our then plan of action towards helping them uh, mature in areas that they're struggling and areas they're sinning. And so this book is a really, again, just a really helpful guide in practical application of, of discipline. We've been reading Holiness by J.C. Ryle in our ladies' book club, and the whole book is essentially like sanctification and justification. Like what are the differences in the two and making sure that we don't confuse the two and what that looks like in the life of a believer. I think whenever you do, whenever you are surrounded by a lot of people who really take parenting seriously, and you're listening to all the things, and you're reading all the things, you can sometimes veer into a trust in the means yeah, rather right. than a trust in God. And you can get discouraged whenever things pop up, and which they do. I mean, when you're raising children, this is the first time they've dealt with whatever it is. You know, like if it be a toddler, this is the first time they've dealt with sleeping in a new bed. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just all the little struggles that children go through that it is your job to lead them through. Whenever you're trying to be really intentional, you're like, I'm doing the things. Why is the fruit not happening? Why am I not seeing the results that I want to be seeing from this intentionality that I'm putting in? And that can be discouraging. It would be nice if the, you know, the the discipline that's implemented produced immediate results. Right. That's what we want. (laughs) It's a cumulative 
compound interest effect over years. Yeah. And and we have to be buckled up for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I can forget that my intentionality or my methods don't bring the fruit, but God does. That the, Often they are the means that God uses mm-hmm. to bring about, about that fruit, but but it's God that sanctifies and it's God that saves. So we should it's, be It's God praying. that's working in our children. I mean, which is great through, yeah. you know, through our discipline, yeah. through our training. But I think that whenever those things pop up, instead of maybe getting discouraged or maybe thinking, okay, what's the next method I should try that we should be driven more to prayer first. Mm-hmm. Um, because God knows our children so much better than we do. And yeah. he knows um, what is the root of what's going on here or, or what do I need to be implementing now? God knows. And if we pray for our children, then God can, one, work in them through the work of the Holy Spirit and changing their hearts. And whether they're believers or not yet believers, He can do the work that only the Holy Spirit can do. And then also give us wisdom as to how to best respond whenever problems arise. Because what we don't, we don't want a rigid obedience to our commands or to God's law. We want a warm obedience from our children out of a grateful heart. So we have raised our children requiring obedience to God's law. And then for both of our boys, they've been born again. They've, they're saved. They have the spirit of God within them. And so we don't want just this rigid standard of conformity. Mm-hmm. What we want is a responsive love for the ways of God. And that's what we want to see developed within them. And that is so much better than just, here's a well-ordered home with a rigidness and a coldness and a deadness. We want alive. Yeah. We want a live and warm obedience from our children. Yeah, and you don't want legalism. Right. Like, you exactly. don't want to just raise little legalists. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what God wants from us. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus condemned the Pharisees because of the way that they were, you know, knew the right things to say and knew the right things that were supposed to be done, but that's not what their hearts their hearts were not towards him. And so um, we want for our children, for their hearts to be turned towards God, for them to love God's ways and his laws. Yeah, I think that that is one thing with parenting. It's like, okay, you have to be reminded that this is all the work of the Spirit, and we have to parent by faith and not just be so intentional that we miss what we're actually aiming for. Yeah, because, I mean, you can miss... Because, because the desire for obedience, we want we all want our children to behave well. We want them to be respectful. We want them to be respectable when they're in public yeah. and in private as well. Obviously, when we're at home, we want our children to behave well. And... It, we can miss, we really can miss their heart. We don't want uh, just obey. Mm-hmm. We, we want more than just obedience. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, we want real and proper obedience. We don't yeah. want to confuse the two. And so legalism is this weird substitute in our personal lives for true holiness. And legalism is a, a real seductive uh, thing for parents because it, it gets us, you know, at least uh, what we feel like is respectability. You know, okay, everybody's going to behave. Everybody's going to go home. Nobody's going to look at us weird or anything like that. And You're not going to embarrass the, me. Yeah, we want more than that. Mm-hmm. And we have to be adult and mature enough uh, to realize that we're after where we want to see God work in our children's heart. We want their hearts to be shaped and molded into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's what I deeply want mm-hmm. more than just uh, a rigidness or mm-hmm. uh, just obey while you're, at, while you're in our home kind mm-hmm. of thing. Although we do require obedience. And so, um, you know, there, there is a uh, veneer of a healthy home, and then there's an actual healthy home. Mm-hmm. We don't want the veneer. We right. want the reality. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that takes slowing down 
from what you've been doing and being like, okay, let's, let's focus on this one issue or let's try to cultivate this heart attitude or let's, let's talk more about why this is happening. Um, but it takes a slowness, um, to be able to stop and really be intentional with, the words that we're saying to our kids and not, it's not just a spanking. Mm -hmm. Like it's a spanking and it's a lesson. Like we're training, not just, not just training an animal, but training Mm -hmm. a human with understanding, Mm -hmm. um, to put two and two together that like God says not to lie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then this is the consequences for lying. Mm -hmm. This is why we don't lie. And, um, but putting it all together. So anyways, well with children, yeah, public or private, when you are raising children, and they are strong-willed and convictional children, which are all of our children are, I, I love that. They uh, sometimes in public, you know, you have a if there's something that happens, an incident that happens in public. Hey, what, our children were putting ants on somebody at church, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Your approach can be, okay, you're, don't embarrass me, don't embarrass me, mm-hmm. you know, in, internally, because they can even in ministry for pastors and pastors' wives listening in, there can be almost this unbearable standard because you feel like everybody's eyes are on you, and in a lot of ways they are. I mean, and, and properly so. Right. But underneath that behavior is is to to go after their children's heart is not wait you're embarrassing me. No, no, no. Okay, why is the behavior happening? What's going on inside of my child that that needs to be helped, trained, disciplined out of them? Because our goal is not just to be, you know, perfectly presentable all the time in public or, you know, to be squeaky clean. For, you know, forget all that. Our goal is, you know, we want our children to, again, love what Doug and Nancy talk about, love the standard. We want them mm-hmm. to love God's ways and we want them to have joy and we don't want them to always be thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to embarrass my, my parents? Who cares about that? We're after their, we're after their heart. We want to see them grow and, and we love our kids. So we don't want to, them to have this unbearable, you have to be perfect all the time kind of way of living that's that's not a way of living at all right and i mean we are not perfect no (laughs) we are continually struggling struggling with sin as adults and as believers and um jared and i we were both saved as little kids and still like there are still things that it's like why why am i struggling with that now you know right um well i don't know about you but i I, I don't have any struggles yeah so (laughs) thing but things pop up as adults that you're like that is embarrassing. Why did I do that? Um, and so just remembering that, why did that make me angry? Yeah, that was weird. Why, why would I, why was I sitting in that way? But just remembering that like for our kids, even more so, this is the first time, or this Mm -hmm. is the, this is maybe only the fifth time where you've maybe dealt with anger 5,000 times. Oh yeah. I mean, my goodness, we've been battling and dwelling sin. I mean, I'm for, for, you know, 35 years became a Christian when I was five. And they've been battling sin for two years. Right, exactly. But just keeping it in perspective of like, this is a lifelong battle that we face as Christians that we will not stop until our eyes open in glory. Mm-hmm. And um, and and just being understanding with our children as God the Father is understanding with us. He knows that we are but dust. Mm-hmm. Like knowing that our children are also the same but dust and, um, and that they they have grace the same as we do and, mm-hmm. and being reminded of that and helping them along the way. And Rachel Jankovic also talks about like not panicking mm-hmm. when we seeing our children, when we see our children sin, but being thankful that this is happening in our house ha- under our roof, that we yeah. can help them, that That's they, good. that we're alongside them in the season. And, um, we've been teaching our kids recently, uh, when something happens that, that, that we don't like, or that they don't like to mm-hmm. say good, 
Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Good. Hey, shout out to Jacko Willing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, good. like... You didn't get a deer? Good. Yeah, good. You get to go hunting again. Yeah. So, like, with our kids then, whenever we see a sin pop up that we are discouraged to see, and we're like, darn it, thought we were done with that, or this is new, or whatever it is, say, good, we get to help them. This mm-hmm. is an opportunity to help them grow in Christ-likeness mm-hmm. while they're under our roof, while I'm with them 24 hours a day. Good. Yeah. And this is not that chance. the sin is good, but no. the opportunity in yes. our home to discipline and raise our yeah. children. That's the good part. Is that this is We're working this stuff out together. And as parents, when we see these kinds of behaviors, praise God for His grace to our children. They're not having to work this out on their own, but yeah. they've got parents that are walking alongside of them and guiding them. That's, mm-hmm. that's good. That's yeah. a good thing. Do you remember the Augustine talk that we sat in? At yeah, a I do. Once? Let's okay. not mention who that was. but Okay. <laughs> Well, we listened to an Augustine talk once, and I remember him talking in there about his mother, and there was a quote from his mom, or that he said about his mom, yeah. um, that if I am a child of God, it's only because I had my mother as a mother, basically, mm-hmm. um, uh, or like her prayers affected yeah, prayers. his salvation, essentially. Yeah. Monica, his mother, yeah. is a legendary mother. Yeah. So, anyways, it's just a reminder that, like, History is filled with Christians whose mothers were praying for them, mm-hmm. and um, we're no different. And we continue praying with Monica and with mm-hmm. all the mothers throughout history um, for our children, for their salvation if they are not believers yet, and for their continued growth and sanctification as they grow. Like for the rest of our lives, while our hearts are still beating on the earth, we will be praying for our children. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we don't stop doing. And when parenting is difficult, whenever there's a baby not sleeping or there's a toddler that chooses not to eat strawberries anymore or, you know, like mm-hmm. all the, all yeah, the silly. stopped eating strawberries? No. Oh, I just okay. made that up on the spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this news to me? No, no. It was just what came to mind for some reason. Okay. But, like, all the little petty things that whenever we're 80 and looking back, was like, why did I care? You know, why was it such a big deal to me that a five-year-old was doing this behavior? Like, why was I not more patient? Why was I not more patient and why was I not more understanding? Like, just remembering that um, this is our job, that along with all the mothers throughout history who are believers, that we pray for our children. Yeah. The James 1-2 verse, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Is it not a trial whenever we're going through a parenting difficulty? Like, oh, yeah. it's a trial. Or... It's a trial. Yeah. And um, face it with joy mm-hmm. and consider it pure joy because it's doing something. Well, what you'll notice even with schooling, some of your challenges out there if you're homeschooling are going to be over, you know, a particular subject or something. So if one of your children really struggles with a subject, and with one of our children, there's one subject in particular that really pulls some bad behavior out of out of one of our some children. We, yeah, we'll, we'll leave them nameless here uh, to protect them here. Uh, but when you recognize that, okay, what is it about that difficulty or challenge that's pulling out that kind of behavior? And that's what you got to work on. It's not just that the behavior has to be corrected. It's, okay, why is that challenge there? What, what is it about when you're facing something that's difficult that instead of running towards it, you want to turn around and run away from it? Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of behavior that's got to be corrected. Well, anyways, the, the book that we're, a lot of, uh, the, the book that we've been learning from is really helpful in things like that, of getting to the root issues with our children and not just putting Band-Aids over behavior, Mm -hmm. but really giving some counsel on how to go after the real issues, which is... When I face a mountain, I will not quit? Yeah, yeah. How does that go? Uh, When I face a mountain, I will not quit. 
I, we learned this in college in my fraternity, by the way. <laughs> and I, now I think it was like Robert Schuller or something like that. The one of the you know the, the Crystal Cathedral heretic. Uh, but it was when I face a mountain, I will not quit. I will find a way around it. Or I will climb over it, or find a way around it, or tunnel underneath. And perhaps turn it into a gold mine with God's helping hand, or something like that. Or I will stay. And or stay and, and turn it into, into a gold, gold mine, mine with God's, God's helping hand. hand. Yeah. But anyways, we said that to Ransom the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also just using trials as an opportunity to teach things that are mm-hmm. good. Like, teach them. Recently, when we've been saying to the boys, what kind of boys are you? And they respond, we're the kind of boys that work hard joyfully. And so just seeing trials as opportunities. What can we teach them? What... With school, if you're homeschooling like we are, it's like great opportunities to work into your curriculum things that develop character in them. And they draw on those pegs later in life and remember like these little character things that we've been trying to instill. So parenting trials are not a reason to panic. They're a reason to persevere and Mm -hmm. to pray and to seek the Lord in. One of the things that I've recognized even in the response to things that they don't like, I've got to think, think through my personal character because... Parenting instance, is a mirror. Yeah, it is. For instance, complaining about property taxes. I mean, how many mm-hmm. times have I talked about property taxes in this home with our children around over the last 10 years? Mm-hmm. I think property taxes, this this like thorn in my side kind of thing. But here's the deal. My children don't know the difference between property taxes and something that they don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. And so when they hear me complaining, what am I doing? What am I doing? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm catechizing my children and complaining about things they yeah. don't like. They don't, that, that, here's how you respond to things that you don't like. You mm-hmm. talk about it all the time mm-hmm. and think about all the, you know, the money that, you know, you could be, any okay, op- let's not talk any about opportunity it right now. You yeah, bring I, don't it up. Get, I don't want to get worked up here. Uh, trust, yeah. the, trust the Lord. Yeah. But that. you bring it up with any opportunity and you talk about it yeah. and you let everyone know your displeasure in it. Mm-hmm. So like, like I said, parenting is a mirror. Marriage is a mirror. Parenting mm-hmm. is a mirror. Like it's these opportunities to God for God to sanctify us. So in in things with our kids, I think it is important that when these behaviors rise up, be like, okay, this is my responsibility. Yeah, and what and do I need what to repent do, of? What, yeah, exactly. Because what repentance? That. Yeah, what repentance is my job mm-hmm. to repent to them, to the Lord, and to them for teaching them because so many things in parenting they have learned because of our inconsistency mm-hmm. or our disobedience. Not everything, but many things. But lots, lots. Yeah, many yeah. things. Um, another... Uh, holiness thing we just read the moses chapter moses Mm -hmm. as an example and it was talking about how faith was a telescope for him Mm -hmm. that he was able to see past the things that he was giving up and see past the difficulties in the moment Mm -hmm. and faith was a telescope of obedience to see what god had for him and um Man, that that was just really encouraging to me, even with, I mean, with parenting, with everything, just faith being this telescope for us to see the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and to see down the road into the fruit that hopefully God will bring through what's going on in the moment. You know, you're staying in the middle of this puddle and you don't know what is going to happen next. And God gives you faith like a telescope to be able to see, okay, what's next? What's down the road? Um, What are you doing? Well, it seems like all I'm doing is standing in mud. If you guys want the holiness book, by the way, hot tip here, go to banner of truth, get the banner of truth edition because it's the best edition you can get. Holiness, JC Ryle, banner of truth. Yeah. But anyways, that's kind of all I had to say on parenting. What else you got? Well, there are a lot of, just to reference this uh, final time here, the child training tips. 
when it comes to discipline and the how-tos of even spanking, what to look at with rebellious children. It gives some case studies in here about how do you know that uh, you're doing certain things wrong when it comes to even authority and submission with your children. They're you know, our bullet points where you go through if you've heard this from your child or if you've heard this from your child or if you've heard this from your child, most likely then this is what's produced it or this is the reason why. And as you read through them, you can think, okay, that is the reason and that can be corrected easily. And, uh, and then, you know, you can make those changes quickly. Okay. So anyways, we're going to go ahead and be done for today, but be looking for future episodes. We are going to try to be a little more consistent, but thanks for listening. Hey everyone, we want to thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast and continuing to come back. You guys have certainly been an encouragement to us and we hope we've been an encouragement to you as well. We want to continue this work and we need your help to do that. If you'd head over to the Fruitful and Fearless website, it's just fruitfulandfearless.com. You can find memberships there that are different tiers that contain different benefits to you as well. If you want to just support us for the heck of it because you're enjoying the show, that's always a blessing as well. But we try to make it even more worth it for you with recipes, groups, for homeschooling and cooking, baking, natural health. We try to put as many resources on there as we can. But thank you for your support. It greatly helps our family.